Hey everybody, uh, Abdul here with the Spelt Lore crew. Got Paul. Yeah, hey. Jessica. Hello. And Sean. Hi. And I've taken over the podcast, that's why I'm doing the announcement. <laughs> Finally. Thank you. Uh, but uh, we just wanted to drop a quick announcement here at the beginning of this episode, because this is a very special episode that we did a crossover, a special Halloween crossover with the uh, crew over at Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, we played an episode where our group and their group met up, and they had, we had a spooky Halloween time adventure. And spooky it was. The uh, first half of the adventure is going to be over here on our feed, and if you want to hear the conclusion, you're going to want to head over to the Dungeons & Dragons feed, where we, for the first time, play uh, D&D 5th Edition. Is that what that was? <laughs> it was. I know it was a lot more <laughs> dice and numbers than you are all used to. Oof. Yeah, in the second half, we are at a middle school dance, so you get to see exactly how awkward we all were in middle school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was pretty fun. And you should be able to find a link to that episode and their feed in the show notes. So uh, yeah, enjoy the episode and head over to Dungeons and Dragons for the conclusion. Tell you a tale of three heroes, noble and bold. A brute, a druid, and a thief who is but nine years old. You know them by name, you know them by deed. Their quests are famously daring. So here I sit, singing to you an adventure that is worth sharing. Tuck is the brute, he knows not his home, he loves to sing and fight. Fingers half elf, he shifts his shape and wields his spear with great pride. Billy's a thief, his tiny size does mask the largest heart. Best and brightest they may not be, but their friendship outweighs their smarts. So gather round friends and listen close, for the tale's about to start. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spout Lore. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me, as always, playing Tacoma Dome, the Barbarian, Abdul Aziz. Hello. Uh, I am Tacoma Dome. I am a human barbarian. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, and so are Tux. Uh, and uh, I am seven foot tall, five foot wide, probably like three feet deep. I wear kind of like a loose kind of loin guard and boots. I've got a loot with me most of the time, like a little backpack. I'm bald of head and thick of thigh, and I have uh, like a, like brown skin. And uh, yeah, that's just what I look like most of the time. And now the character? Uh, yeah, also this is what the player Abdul also looks like, just scaled down by about 75%. <laughs> <laughs> Playing Ving, the half-elf druid, Paul Oppers. Hello, my name is Paul. I'm, uh, pronouns are he, him, and uh, I play Ving Vang Zumba, a half-elf druid. Uh, pronouns he, they, and uh, he's a shapeshifter with wild gray long hair and a big uh, puffy fur collar, um, flaps, lots of leather flaps, clothing <laughs> flaps, and uh, waist flaps, and knee flaps. Uh, I got uh, some dainty little boots on to help me uh, uh, move through the forest silently. I have a spear, and I'm tall and thin and wild gray eyes. 
pointy ears and I got gills. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> and playing Fat Billy the Halfling Thief, Jessica Ty. Hello. I'm Jessica, she, her. Um, I play Billy, who is a halfling child thief. His pronouns are he, him. He is two feet tall and two feet wide, a little beach ball baby, (laughs) uh, rosy cheeks and red ginger hair. Um, He's cloaked in a little raccoon skin cape hat thingy and wears little like, I don't know, earthy tones little baby boots just a little guy in general very hungry all the time and not joining me as always <laughs> playing Nerixius Acra aka Glim the Dragonborn Paladin Carla Maxted. hi I'm Carla I play Glim Glim is a uh, Dragonborn Paladin so Dragonborn is very tall she's about six foot five looks like a bipedal dragon covered in scales that are kind of different hues of metallic brass and rose gold and platinum. Her hands are uh, have talons with claws at the end, She has a really long tail, big long horns, um, and she is real into Bahamut, her main god, number one, love. Playing Sullivan Slight, the halfling rogue, Amy. Hey, I'm Amy Moore, and I play Sullivan Slight, a lightfoot halfling rogue. Sully has, uh, he's a hes a halfling, so he's a shorter person. Uh, his pronouns are he, him. Uh, he's got this like, kind of like mid-length haircut with like half-up bun situations, kind of a half-man bun going on there. Uh, and he's got deep, dark skin and likes to dress in leathers and earth tones. And he's, he's pretty ballin'. And playing Moot, the half-orc sorcerer, Tom Laird. Yellow. I'm Tom. Uh, he, him. I'm playing Moot. He is a half-orc sorcerer, uh, has a wild magic background, so occasionally fun things happen when he casts spells. Uh, he's got dark green eyes. He's about five foot five, uh, dark gray kind of green skin. He's got a couple like lower uh, fangs that kind of jut out from his mouth. Um... And yeah, he kind of just rocks like a messenger bag and, uh, you know, tunic and uh, pants and boots. <laughs> That's so funny that he's just got a messenger bag. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a little laptop in there. Right? I wish. If you haven't guessed yet, uh, we've got sort of a crossover situation going on, folks. Mm. We've got the the fine, fine people at Dungeons and Dragons joining us today, uh, and also co-GMing Russ Moore. Hey, that's me, co-GMing. Gonna have a fun time. It's like what we're doing here is like a Saturday morning cartoons crossover. You know, of the days of mm-hmm. old '90s when Spider-Man would go visit the X-Men, and mm-hmm. um, we'll let you determine who's Spider-Man and who's the X-Men <laughs> in that scenario. But if you don't choose Russ as Spider-Man, he'll hunt you down. Yeah, he will be personally <laughs> offended. When Abdul was last on our podcast, he called people out to come to his lawn. Now's yeah. the time when I drop my address and call you to my lawn. <laughs> Did I give out my address? Yeah, and your phone number, buddy. <laughs> and your phone number. I Don't worry, I edited it out. But you did scream, don't edit this out right after that. So, But it I is still up for patrons, so, yeah. you know. If you pay money, you can go harass and do it. That's right. Well, I'll give it out again. <laughs> my phone number is... <laughs> and my address is... And after this crossover, you come to my house and you tell me which one 
of the two shows you thought was better? Which one of the casts was better? <laughs> and if you don't pick spell or I'll fight you on my front lawn. Fair. Those are all fair things. All fair. You can pick spell lore when you're talking to Abdul, but we know in your heart of, of hearts that it's competition. No competition. No competition because we're all here to have fun. Why is it so competition-y? Jeez. All right. Stop, stop, stop me talking. You're the GM. <laughs> Wonderful. Then uh, then we'll get down to uh, a game of Dungeon World, a game that you all have not played before? Once. One time. One Sweet. time. Once, yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, Tuck, Billy, and Ving. About two days ago, you were resting uh, at an inn called the Pluck Chicken, having a, just a nice meal on the road, waiting for, you know, night to fall and, and uh, sleep to take you, when you noticed a poster on the side of uh, the wall next to the fireplace that said to all seeking riches and glory, please come to the midnight fair and then smaller underneath and cider festival <laughs> <laughs> to take part in the challenge, uh, set up by my uncle count Murphy Vengabus. And if the, if thou art <laughs> successful, his riches and inheritance thou shalt gain. And, uh, you found yourselves unable to resist the challenge. Let's see a, a second of how unable to resist that challenge you were. What does the poster say? It the says, "It says if to all seeking riches and glory, uh -huh. Uh -huh. my uncle Count Murphy Vengabus yes. has set up a challenge at the Midnight Fair and Cider Festival. And if thou art successful, his estate and inheritance thou shalt gain. How big is this fucking poster? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's actually a guy standing next to a poster who is telling you, this is the guy. I'm the guy. This is what's going on. <laughs> can you just, can you just, can you just read yeah, it to okay. us? Okay. All right. Can you Fuck, say it in regular up? words instead okay. of like oh literary languages? Okay. If you can just, just give me a fucking second. All right. So the Vangbus is coming. No, yeah, this guy, <laughs> Count Murphy Vangabus, died, and his inheritance is available to whoever succeeds at a series of challenges. Are the challenges haunted? The challenges are spending a night in a haunted house. That's the challenge. At the Cider Festival? The Cider Festival is adjacent to the haunted house. <laughs> so do you want to under undertake these challenges or not? Hey, Edgar, have you put up the sign yet? I'm trying. These guys keep fucking bothering well, me. Well, look, they told, the boss told you if they ask too many questions, just move on to the next schlubs. Yeah, if you don't want it, that's fine. I'll see you guys later. No, 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 well, no, no. Hold no, on, I mean, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Is there free food at the Cider Festival and Midnight Show? Yeah, it's like a fair. There's like, there's there's food, there's games. Is the food better than the plucked chicken, though? This stuff's delicious. I mean, it depends on how you feel about uh, plucked chickens versus like a churro or an elephant or a mini donut, which are all the same foods in different shapes. Wow. I've never eaten any of those animals. I would love to. <laughs> I would love to go. All right. Uh, then just uh, see me. Come meet me outside tomorrow morning and, and I'll take you there. What time? Set whatever, 7.30. You're going to be here at the restaurant at 7.30? Do they do breakfast here too? Is it like a yeah, brunch? Yeah, they have a continental breakfast that doesn't start until 7.30. Because mm, okay. the pl right. unplucked chicken did not have an uncontinental breakfast. Look, that's when the carriage shows up and takes you to the uh, to the venue. <laughs> so yeah. you don't have to, you can drink while you're there and then we bring you back home. It's very straightforward. <laughs> 
Dougie, this was before I found out there was a continental breakfast. We will be leaving at 8 a.m. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. 8 a.m. We can hold up. <laughs> yeah, I need that. I'm getting a little bowl of cereal and a cold waffle. That's, that's why I need that. And for my sanity, we cut forward 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still at the inn eating... I don't know, my seventh helping. Uh, the driver, <laughs> I haven't slept at all. <laughs> the driver realizes Billy is still there, turns around, goes back to the inn, grabs Billy. We cut forward another four hours. <laughs> Billy is still eating. He's weeb. standing on the dead body of... The <laughs> 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 eating, uh, finishing the bucket of chicken. And then we're going to cut forward an undetermined amount of time that I'm in control of. <laughs> <laughs> And the cart that you three have been riding on for the better part of a day enters a forest. The sun is sitting low in the sky. The gnarled, dark trees of the forest form an impenetrable tunnel ahead of you. The tunnel itself is not impenetrable. Yeah, how are we going to get through yeah. this tunnel? <laughs> oh my god. It's one of those Roadrunner Wile E. Coyote tunnels that's just painted on. <laughs> yeah. But a train comes out of it really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You enter the forest through the impenetrable tunnel, and you hear in the, you know, the forest is quiet. You hear, and uh, eventually the sounds of the forest give way to uh, what sounds like calliope music. So it's kind of like a... Like a jack-in-the-box. <laughs> that is not what a jack-in-the-box sounds like. Okay, by show of hands, who thought that that was a jack-in-the-box? I, I mean, organ grinder's pretty close. Right. Yeah. Mm. An organ grinder and the jack-in-the-box are different things. Uh -huh. Very close, though. They are. <laughs> can I ask the owl where that music's coming from? Hey, who, 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 what's up? Oh, you can talk to animals. I always <laughs> forget. <laughs> 45 minutes later. <laughs> yeah, there's an owl sitting on the branches above you. What? What? Hey, uh, what's going on? Where's that music coming from? How's this cider festival? Seriously, is there anybody there? Is it worth it? Uh, I, I'm an owl. I have very little frame of reference for uh, for cider festivals. <laughs> but there's people there. Huh. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, you uh, you ride a little bit further into the forest and come out into a clearing, mercifully at last, and the lights of this fairground fill the center of this forest clearing. There's stands everywhere with like black and yellow striped tents. There are people making and serving different kinds of fried foods. There's games. You can hear people uh, yelling and laughing, having a great time, bells and whistles going off. And in the distance, a facsimile of a intimidating haunted mansion of some kind. It's kind of got like this uh, rough and shabby painted wood facade and um, there's a small line of uh, people standing outside of it and the guy driving the cart stops and says okay just get off of my cart we're here and uh, if you want to do the thing do the thing but I just got to get away from you. Is it because I farted so much? I'm really sorry about that. It's just like the chicken made me so gassy and I, I'm not supposed to hold it in. <laughs> I don't think it was the chicken. I think it was the sheer quantity of chicken that might have done that for you, my child. All right. Noted. 
Now, uh, please get off my cart, and I will see you never again, hopefully. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, hopefully never. <laughs> Vin, can you help me down? Yeah, of course, bud. There you go. Whoa. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you are getting a palump, my friend. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. And then Tuck leans over to Ving, and he's like, uh, we should maybe start like teaching a portion control, because... <laughs> An entire inn's worth of continental breakfast is maybe too much. <laughs> he cleared out a generation of chickens. <laughs> I know. You told me that those chickens, like, started a myth about him after he left. <laughs> yeah, they were talking about him. There was one who was carving in the ground an image of him that they were supposed to avoid for their children to be hatched because they knew they weren't going to be there when they did hatch. They called him the hunger. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, what do you guys do? Do you see what you believe to be the, the haunted mansion of Count Murphy Vengabus in the distance and uh, a number of tents and stalls around you? Cool. Do you guys want some cider? I can get some cider. Yeah, I'll have some cider. Okay. Great. Let's get some cider. <laughs> hey, cider guy. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm, it's, I'm not the same guy, that's for sure. And, uh, I'm also selling cider. What can I get you? Selling? No, thank you. Adieu, <laughs> my good man. But this is a free cider festival. Uh, yeah, there's a booth a few stalls down that says free cider. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> there's a booth that's selling cider and then another booth that's just free cider. Several down from it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good luck, buddy. <laughs> we go up to the free cider guy and we're like, okay, you, what's wrong with this cider that it's free when so other people are selling cider? Uh, this guy has an eye patch and he's breathing kind of hard. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I've got ci this cider. I, I, I found, I steal from the booth three stalls down and I sell my ill-gotten booty from this stall. So, no, sorry, I don't sell. I give it away for free. Did the cider seller hurt you, sir? Um, that is a past that I keep within me. Oh. Do you want some cider or not? Heck yeah. We'll take three. Okay, here you go. And he gives you um, three cups of cider. Mm. How's it taste? I never actually had any. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I already drank mine. I don't know what's going to happen. What is your business model, sir? What's your name? <laughs> My name. <laughs> My name is, uh, is, uh, is Tillium. Yep, that's it. <laughs> It's Tillium. Wow. <laughs> Tillium Yup, I think. It's Tillium Yup. <laughs> it's a really nice name. It's really similar to mine. What's your name? It's Fat Billy. It's short for Fat <laughs> William. Oh. Your first name is Fat or they call you Fat? It's just, you know, everyone has one of them. <laughs> Skinny Billy, Old Billy, they're all taken, mm. you know. Is this your kid? Do you call your kid Fat Billy? He came with that name. Yeah. I mean, what, what's a name? My name's Ving Vang Zumba. I don't care. Like, what am I going to do is change somebody's name? I guess. My name's Tillian Yup. I don't really have any uh, <laughs> leg to stand on here. Anyways, you guys should go check out that haunted mansion. That seems to be sort of the focal point of the fair. And that's probably a good place to start. See what's yeah, going on. Yeah, we'll work our way to it eventually. <laughs> Ooh, is that wiener drop? <laughs> uh, and as oh, shit. There's a wiener drop. Yes. A wiener drop. <laughs> as you're talking to Tillian Yup, three... For you, very interesting looking figures come walking down the sort of uh, cider row 
Uh, one is a halfling, not unlike Billy, but seems to be um, a lot taller and leaner, though still not very tall or lean uh, for a person. Uh, a person that appears to be partially orc-like, but not uh, the gray of the McCollin orcs that you're used to seeing. And a full-on bipedal dragon. Hide behind, I hide behind Tuck, I guess, because he's the biggest. Oh, oh my God. Look at how tall that halfling is. They're beautiful. <laughs> Guys, I don't think we should drink this cider from, from this booth. Can't be worse than the pickle lemonade. And and it says it's free, so... Okay, yeah. Sully, Moot, and Glim, you seem to have three individuals staring aghast at the three of you. What do you do? Look, look at the... I mean, the stare... I mean, the staring... Well, they, they're just looking at my cool ranch Dorito corn dog that I got right over there. <laughs> Fuck, I want a cool ranch Dorito corn dog. That's, that's fucking great. God I, damn it, Tom. <laughs> my brain parsed that so weird because <sighs> I thought it was a cool, cool ranch <laughs> Dorito yeah. hot dog. And then I realized what we're No, 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 no. It's cool ranch. Uh, excuse me, people in front of us. Oh my um, god. Is this cider is is the free cider poison? Yeah, that's the question. I mean, it's not immediate poison. We're still here. This one's on me. Oh, this free cider is on you? I thank you. That's great. Thank you. That's so nice. Well, you guys, I don't know. Like six ciders, my good man. Oh, that, that's uh okay. I'll see what I can do. Were you about to give us a price for these ciders? That w it says free. Oh no, it's free. Okay. No, um, I just uh, hey, can I? And he leans over and he tries to get one of your cups back. <laughs> oh, you can have mine. I, this is just a Thank little you, bit little of backwash, guy. so you can just dump it out. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'll dump it out. And he dumps it out on the ground and he wipes it out with a shirt and he comes back up with six cups full of cider. <laughs> okay, that one might be poison. <laughs> <laughs> he mixes them up before you can take no. them. Oh, oh, of course. I want everybody to have the same experience with the cider. Anyways, uh, it's not poison. Nothing instills confidence like someone saying it's not poison. <laughs> uh, well, cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. 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 Sully does that thing where you pretend to drink, but then just pours it down his back. <laughs> like Cookie Monster. And I catch I catch that in my empty cup, which I had already drank. I'm like, I'm not going to waste this. <laughs> what does this cider taste like, guys? Uh, like kombucha. Oh, kind of fizzy. Yeah, it's a little, yeah. a little young. Maybe I would have said a little, a little green, a little fresh. Is it just apple juice? <laughs> well, it's not quite apple juice, and it's not quite cider. It's somewhere. <laughs> Tillium Yup leans in and goes, "You close." Uh. <laughs> hey, maybe sometime. Do you guys want to pay for cider? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, can we shuffle down and pay for some cider at the... Yeah, let's go to the paid yeah. cider. Just to compare. This one's on you guys. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> no, totally. This one's on us. Yeah. No no problem. Hold on, because he got the free ones? <laughs> it's no, fine. just to be nice. It's fine. So, six ciders, my good person? Uh, this one has a monocle on. The opposite of an iPad. It's just the same guy? Did he just come three booths over? <laughs> He's also breathing kind of heavy. I welcome to my uh, paid cider cart. Every all the cider costs money here. Why does everyone in this village seem to have the same sort of like loose New Jersey accent? 
That's a great question. And some kind of eye? Is there... You know what? Now that you mention it, we all do kind of have an eye thing. That's pretty neat. <laughs> anyway, six siders. That'll be one coin, please. Ah, oh, here you go, my good man. Thank you very much. And he gives you the cider. One for six? <laughs> yeah, I know, one coin? I mean... How much the, is a the, coin? <laughs> the dungeon world economies. The dungeon world economy is very loose. Here, let me... I'll give you guys a quick... Uh, let me take a quick... Because I can honestly never remember how much stuff costs. I mean, D&D &D has serious real money, and we don't no, we never care about that yeah. at all. Yeah. So. There are silvers and coppers and... <laughs> Rest tries every once in a while, but... <laughs> I made them get a bank account. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so so here's an interesting thing. Bandages, which have three uses and cost five coins and heal four damage, that's five coins. Mm -hmm. uh, a healing potion, which heals 10 damage, is 50 coins. It's exponential uh, growth. Yeah. the av A week's stay at a peasant inn is 14 coins minus your charisma. Right, because you can be like, hey... What about a week's stay at a holiday inn? Hmm. <laughs> that's a that's a civilized inn. They do have that. A week's stay at a civilized inn is thirty coins minus charisma. <laughs> but if it's a if you stay there for two months, uh, you get kind of a deal because they don't have to clean as often, so it's a little bit less. <laughs> now, what if you just want it hourly because you just enjoy Ooh. jumping up and down on the beds? Yep. <laughs> but you don't want to make your own bed. <laughs> that actually costs a little bit more really? for discretion. You add your charisma score onto the price of that one. <laughs> God, can't a halfling just bounce on a bed? <laughs> Only because I know what that means, I'll say no. <laughs> I've I've been to the halfling lands. I know what's up. Uh, I don't know where are halflings from in Faerun. It doesn't matter. Everywhere. Everywhere and nowhere. Oh. Interesting. Oh, yeah, they're kind of like a like a diaspora. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, they're all over the place. Got them in the hills, in the mountains, under the ground. No, those are gnomes. in the trees. <laughs> you can't tell me where I can live. <laughs> Sully starts digging. Are you gonna halfling splain? Yeah, that's right. Sorry, I'll go back to my corner over here. <laughs> You're the guy at the uh, at the bartered cider booth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a barter cider. But it's, it's in between what? the free cider and the paid cider. Yeah. Hey, who's got a deal? <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a bunch of this cheap, shitty cider. I'll give you this free cider for a bit of your huh cider. Oh yeah, you know, no, yeah, we got the we got the hand cider over here. You can take it and uh, you you can trade it for funnel cakes later. <laughs> Billy, what do you think, bud? Oh, I would eat any kind of cake for sure. A funnel, whatever other shapes exist. <laughs> cup. Great, as long as you give them the cup, they put the funnel cake okay, in the okay. cup. But then does it make it a cupcake? Mmm, you're onto something. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you're you kind of got the run of this fair. There's games. From what you can hear, there's a cider competition going on. Some sort of judge all the ciders deal. And, you know, just general fair stuff. Hey, what are you guys doing here? Uh, well, you know, we heard that uh, Murphy Vengabus, you know, bit the biscuit. And, uh, well, the sign was a little confusing because someone read it to me, but they said, my uncle. And so I'm like, hold on a second. We're going to have to fight someone for his uncle's stuff. That's what I think. So just be on your toes. We came to see the haunted house. <laughs> yeah, what he said. In a more general sense, we're going to save the world, and this is just like one stop in our grand scheme to save the world, but 
<laughs> Glim, have you told him about Bahamut yet? Oh my God, you guys know about We've Bahamut. We've known anyway. you for five minutes and I can't believe she hasn't bonded up yet. Well, I mean, cider and... I can talk about Bahamut if you guys want. Yeah. Oh yeah, please. I would like to a quick primer on Bahamut. <laughs> okay. Um, there's this really cool guy and his name's Bahamut and he basically like makes the world full of truth and justice and make sure all the good people are punished. No, no opposite <laughs> that. Oh my God, this cider's going into this my head. This is so embarrassing for Glenn. Oh wow. <laughs> oh, can we somehow okay. record this forever? Look, look, that guy's okay. doing caricatures. <laughs> we need a picture of Glim fucking up a speech. I guess the thing is usually people have walked away by now so they don't usually get this far <laughs> into my whole spiel about Bahamut, but, you know, rewards the good, punishes the bad. Maintains an equilibrium of truth and justice in the world. Is it like a dragon god? Or Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a dragon, but sometimes he's an old man. You know, gods. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Super yeah. chill. Totally. He's a really cool guy. Um, do you guys want to get one of those like potato potatoes or Yes. <laughs> I yeah. do. Okay. And I w- Do they do blooming onions here? Does anyone know? <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah. I saw blooming onions in this in the next row over. I'll go get a blooming onion with you. Yeah, they just grow in the ground, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're picked by a British guy. Yeah. <laughs> blooming. <laughs> just rummage around in the ground and find a blooming onion. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Mario Two situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you pull it out. If you get if you pull it quick enough, they're still warm. And if you lift it above your head, you get twenty gold. <laughs> Mm. Uh, yeah, there's so you head to the food court area. There are all of the fried foods that you could imagine. There are rotato potatoes. There's regular potatoes, French fried potatoes, um, a variety of rats. Get your rats. <laughs> there's a rat booth. Is he saying rats or wraps? Rat wraps, I believe. Yeah, he's it looks like a rat inside a wrap. It's a, it's a rat. A rat wrap. <laughs> Can you rap about the rat wrap, please, sir? In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playgrounds where I learned rat raps. Oh. <laughs> yep. I oh, can't use that. Just behind a paywall. <laughs> <laughs> this is on their show. <laughs> <laughs> Will Smith, if you got a problem with us, Abdul will fight you on his front lawn. His address is. Yep. <laughs> yeah, get over here, uh, Fresh Prince, and I will do you dirty. <laughs> Fuck, I shouldn't have said wow. that. <laughs> I mean, he might come over now. <laughs> Can I discern realities or spell lore about this place? Oh my god. It feels weird. Yeah, it does, (laughs) doesn't it? Go ahead. Uh, So, spell lore. Well, no, I guess discern realities. We'll do a discern realities, Mm. which is 2d6 plus your wisdom modifier. Okay. Shit. Five. (laughs) Uh, uh, Straight up failure. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So, your. Failure is you You look around and you're uh, like, man, something is fucking up with this place. And you notice that the the edge of the forest that your cart came through, you can't seem to find the path that brought you into this place. And the more you look around, you realize you can't really see a path that will bring you out of this place. Oh, fuck. Uh, it's a cider, isn't it? It's churning in here. 
No, it's not that. It's. Do you guys see where the entrance where we came in was? Yeah, it was right over the what? <laughs> Are we trapped here? Uh, well, you know, I'm not totally surprised. It was an impenetrable uh, tunnel. So that was the weird part. Yeah. Yeah. The fact we got in here is just completely amazing as it is. We should probably just enjoy it. That owl fucked with me. <laughs> I make it what? Sorry, that owl. I think he had something to do with it. Okay. <laughs> Sully, Sully looks at Moonglim like this guy. <laughs> a guy with a, a guy with a top hat and a coat with tails walks up to you, uh, and he's got um, like a domino mask across his eyes, like one of those straight up black masks. And it's like, hey, are you guys enjoying the midnight fair inside a festival? Yeah, but it's only like eight p.m., so I think you need to get your your you know time in, or or is it for mystery? It's more of a mystery kind of thing. It's like a branding operation. Anyways, would you guys like to play a game? Can I see if he's like suspicious in any way? <laughs> yeah, you can discern realities. <laughs> the man in the top hat and the mask? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem suspicious at all. This guy seems normal. And I roll it with... 2d6 plus wisdom. Six and then two, so that's nine total. All right. Uh, so that means you get one question out of the discern realities list. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you just fully covered your camera like that to look at. It. And it's not on any of these sheets. Okay, <laughs> so the question. Remember, it's fine. The questions for discern realities are: uh, What here is useful or valuable to me? Who is really in control here? <gasps> what here is not what it appears to be? That one. What? What here is not what it appears to be? Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Okay. I'm using my binoculars mentally. Oh, the binoculars? <laughs> yeah. yeah, my mental binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> you realize that um, it's not that everybody in the different booths seems to be vaguely similar. It's that they are all the same guy and he is running from booth to booth and putting on different disguises because he seems to be panting nonstop. <laughs> I already knew that. All right. Yeah. Billy is like, Billy tells them, he's just like, I'm sorry, I don't have anything new for you guys, but and it's if you the would same let me dude. If you would let me finish my sentence. <laughs> <laughs> all, of the, all of the sounds that you've been hearing, people laughing, people having a good time, all the games being played, bells and whistles, you can see that there's a series of music bottles left all over the place and anything that you saw that you thought was people was like tricks of the light. So you're, as far as you can tell, the only ones here. <gasps> oh my God, you guys look over there, but like, not obviously. Those aren't <laughs> empty cider bottles. It's a trap. And Tuck does a slow turnaround to discreetly look. It's like this. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, this is weird. Super discreet. <laughs> Great visual gag on an audio. Yeah, music. it's perfect. Yeah. So good at those. Yeah. <laughs> Dungeon uh, fans will like that. Uh, they get it a lot. They get it. <laughs> uh, but what you do see is closer to the wooden painted facade of the haunted mansion, you see two figures. And the guy standing in front of you who's like, Do you want to play a game? <laughs> is it. Okay. Uh, you know what? Just bring out the nephew. I'll fight him and <laughs> solve this whole thing. 
That is not the situation that you find yourself in, my fine fellow. Oh, the game is not oh. nephew fight. The game is not nephew fight. It's that Sully's is... favorite game. <laughs> <laughs> the nephew fight takes place at the uh, midday festival, a uh, midday fair, oh, and beer course. fest. Oh yes, Bra- brawling during midday is my favorite. <laughs> That's when people fight the most. We found. That's right. When the sun is its highest in the sky, <laughs> that is the best time because uh, you make a public scene. Yeah, there's no shadows. No one gets an unfair advantage. Do you guys have uncle race here? <laughs> uncle, I'm I'm unfamiliar with that. What Could race you is your uncle? <laughs> yeah, it's where you try and guess what race an uncle is. I thought that was the one where you put the uncles in wheelbarrows and just go for it. I mean, that's what it is in the halfling lands. <laughs> right? Throw a bunch of halflings in a barrel or in a wheelbarrow. Yes, yeah, uncles and all the, all the nephews and nieces. <laughs> You get to the river, you dump them in. Whoever dumps their uncles first, it's called dumpanunk. Exactly, you've played it before. Absolutely. You know what? It's been so. I haven't talked with another halfling in forever. It's been both so long and too soon. Yes. <laughs> you didn't mean that. Yeah. What's now? I'm realizing that the halflings that are looking at each other look very different from one another. Yeah. Because Sully's kind of like slight and like lean and what how tall would you say like three three and a half three foot five wow you are just towering above you statuesque (laughs) i thanks uh you know come from a tall family i think so Mm -hmm. these are lifts a little bit too so yeah (laughs) oh very nice some newspaper in there (laughs) uh sully correct me if i'm wrong but do halflings have kind of a hobbit foot situation going on uh yeah they're a little furry feet yeah, so Billy, this halfling also has large furry feet. You can't see him though. I put him in boots. Oh, I don't flaunt my foot situation. But you can ask me about it if you want. You also got that on your discern reality. You could see through boots. You can see through my yep. boots. The binoculars have uh, achieved yeah. an X-ray quality. I have to close them off because I'm like, well, I'm seeing too much now. Yeah, right. <laughs> careful where you point those. Yeah. Uh, but um, just to clarify, you don't have to fight anybody's uncle. You you merely have to spend the night in the haunted mansion of Count Murphy Vangabus. Are okay. you Vangabus? No, I'm not Vangabus. Prove I, it. I, Vangabus is dead. One. Vangabus po- is Ving dead. pokes him in the face. He's trying to see if he's corporeal. <laughs> I'm corporeal. Don't you worry. You get him in the eye once or twice. And two, the Count's nephew, Dremel Vangabus, is right over there. Sorry. <laughs> We we look over there. There's a, there's a guy in a dark robe with a long dark hair standing with another person who looks Russ, who looks very dapper. It, it, he's got tails, full full tails, and a top hat, and a very pronounced <laughs> <no> beard. <laughs> and he's panting. <laughs> and it's the same guy you were just talking to. Seen this guy before. <laughs> Okay, you, okay, guys, there's something, I mean, obviously, we are going on here. Ex- excuse me, sir, do you mind? I'm having a private conversation. Who, me? Yeah, you. I saw you leaning in. I'm, it wasn't anything weird I was trying to do. I was just uh, trying to listen to your conversation. Is that a strange thing? If you've got time to lean, you've got time to clean. Now, shoot. Oh, God damn, you're right. I got 50 <laughs> booths I got to clean. <laughs> 
Somebody spilled cider all over there and peed on that barrel over there. Don't ask me how I know. <laughs> and he's off. Guys, something weird. <laughs> some weird's going on here. Oh yeah. Because, like, number one, you know, all the weird stuff that Billy said. But then also, if the nephew's here, why is he giving away his uncle's fortune? And number three, what was the dress code for this festival? Because I feel like I we kind of went, like, festival casual and, like, they're wearing top hats and, and tails. And I just, I mean, I could have dressed up, but I didn't know. It's inconsiderate not to include it on the poster. Just put the dress code on the poster. Right? If it's going to be black tie, that's fine. But just, like... But also, yeah, everything's totally weird. And like, why is the nephew want us to? We c- I guess we could go ask. Should we just go? I mean, are we doing anything? We just spend the night here. There's also like no way out, right? Like we're trapped. That's a good point. That's mm-hmm. a great point. We're trapped in here, mirror dimension style. <laughs> Anyone see the most recent What If episode for the Marvel What If series? <laughs> I skipped it. I was doing fantasy shit. <laughs> the guy with the, the top hat and the domino mask is like, there's just too much Marvel stuff now. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard to keep up with everything. It's saturated the market is what it has it's like, done. God, it's, it's like I like an Avengers much as the next guy, but do I really want to know what fucking Bucky's up to once he gets a haircut? I don't think so. <laughs> he's very, he's very mopey, sir. Oh, as you guys are wandering over, that's not De- Dremel Vangabus. That's the guy with the top hat and the other guy. So many guys with top hats. Right? It's hard to keep track of all of them. Yeah. They're, okay. Man in front of the haunted mansion with a dark robe and a long slick top hair. Top hat, we fingers. know. No, oh. no top hat. His fingers are steepled in front of him, standing next to a dapper man in a top hat. Okay, wait. What are his nails like? Oh, good question. Mm. Perfectly manicured. Oh. Long. Sharp. Serial killer. Yeah, right? <laughs> Fuck this guy. Jesus. Yeah. This guy's a serial killer. Tuck says to the guy. <laughs> I hear Moot whisper it and then I'm like, yeah, you're right. This guy is a serial killer. He presses his hand to his chest and he goes, what? Me? A serial killer? Look, he's even got this serial killer accent. <laughs> I can assure you, fine folks, we are not serial killers. Why have you trapped us here? Where's the way out? I know not what you mean. You are not trapped. You have merely come to take advantage of an opportunity. Yeah, we already had the free cider. Ah, well, then there is a second opportunity. I had the Bloomin' Onion, man. The batter was quite wet. (laughs) (laughs) The guy said, let me fry it for you. And I said, no need, my friend. (laughs) So it is a raw onion with a lot of wet beer (laughs) bags. <laughs> Tux, you look over and Tux's beard is like caked, <laughs> just the, in dirt and like cemented to your face. Now it's beard batter. It's beard batter. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the man with the top hat leans into what you can presume is the nephew and says, But why did we choose these people? It was not a choice, my good mind. Oh. It was a, an opportunity presented to many. Anyone brave enough to take it has the chance of a lifetime. Unfortunately, few have taken that chance. Mm. So we are forced to accept whoever arrives. Uh, uh, Dremel, Dremel, I have to ask, why do you not just take your uncle's estate? Ah, my uncle, the Count Murphy Vengabas, was a troubled man. He had many aspirations which uh, saw to his early end. I myself... 
Dremel Vengabus, a lesser noble in the Vengabus family. I am wealthy beyond your wildest dreams, but what I love more than money is a spectacle. Oh, and so wow. gross. <laughs> From behind the, the nephew, two symbols clash together. And then <laughs> confetti cannon. <laughs> oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Please tell them the rules of tonight. Well, first, you must enter the haunted house. Okay. Then you must spend the night in the haunted house. Okay. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Then, if you make it, you win. What was it they win? The, all of it? The haunted mansion, the haunted as well mansion. as the riches contained within. Mm. Yeah, hold on. This is a real mm. estate situation. Like, okay, are we in a pocket dimension or does this mansion actually exist somewhere? I don't want a fucking house I got to take up. The upkeep <laughs> of this thing is going to be absolutely... It's in the middle of a forest? I mean, come on. That guy over there, he will clean it for you. Oh, so it's more like a vacation home. Okay. Yeah, there's a guy with uh, horn rim glasses and uh, a full-on janitor's jumpsuit and a mop, and he's panting really hard, and he gives you a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clean the shit out of this place. Don't you worry. He <laughs> comes with it. You know what? Why don't you just give the mansion to this guy? <laughs> he's the hardest working guy in your crew. Working so hard. I have yeah, small one. I have a question. What is the house haunted with? Oh, that's a great, that's question. great question. Great question. Good question. The ghost. Thank you. Thank you. The, I mean, not the ghost. No, the mansion <laughs> is haunted by ghosts. <laughs> okay. Cool. okay, that was kind of a given. Well said. Yeah. So. Okay. Well said. Thank you, Edmund. But like, what kind of ghosts? Just a sort of general ghost. Ah, oh, fuck this guy, Edmund. As you've said, um, whoever stays one full evening inside my uncle's mansion receives the entire estate as well as the inheritance contained and the riches contained within. Can we spout lore on the ghosts? Yeah, totally. You can spout lore about this whole situation. All right. Um, so 2d6 plus intelligence, which is none of your strong suit. So. One. And one. <laughs> you roll like me. Yep. Jessica. You guys can roll dice too, you know. Yeah, you know what though? I don't understand this game. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm okay, just gonna sorry. RP the shit out of this. <laughs> That's the thing. Literally, if you tell me, just tell me something you wanna do. Okay. And I will tell you what move okay. that is. Right. And then you will roll it and I will tell you what happens after the that result. Excellent. So I will just explain it to you as we go. Nice. So if your character has something they would like to achieve. Let me know and we'll figure it out. You are so much more accommodating than Russ is going to be for your players. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to say anything, but... Uh... He's going to make you play D&D. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good to know. Hey, thanks, Sean. Yeah. So, yeah, actually, great question. So, uh, Moot, Glim, Sully, anything you want to uh, try and figure out while we're here? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to wait till it's D&D &D before I start rolling things. <laughs> no. Wait till we're wait, on my home And the minute turn. we step through the door, is it going to become D&D &D town? <laughs> Pretty quick. Damn it. The way it's going to work is I'm going to do the like an initial chunk of the house and then mm -hmm. we'll switch and then Russ will take it home. Yeah, I think that sounds good. Unless yeah. we dick around on the front steps for a while. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Unless we sample cider at like every yep. booth in the hall. 
Yeah. The guy, when he hears you say that, the guy in the janitor's outfit is like, please, no. He starts unzipping, like, real sad, like, like. He's just chugging a Gatorade trying to replenish his electrolytes. He does a line of halfling white powder. <laughs> All right. Okay, hold on. You said we're not trapped in here. No. But no. you've taken out the exits. No, I, oh, I do not know what you speak of. We did nothing. Ugh. You guys want to stay in the haunted house? I mean, I mean, you guys look like a bunch of accomplished, uh, uh you know, debutantes. useful weirdos. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. I'm talking to my the Sully Moot and, and Glim. Oh, here. sorry. Yes, we will. We will go converse in the foyer. <laughs> they, they, they both sweep up the staircase, which I should say they're talking about this place as if it's a grand palace, but it is very much a wooden painted facade of a mansion. I mean, you guys look like you can handle yourself. We know that we're down for whatever. What do you, like, what? They're not letting us go. They're not giving us any, inf- any information. Let's just ugh, sleep in this haunted mansion. Yeah, and then, okay, so, I mean, let's say we all come out alive. Well, yeah, let's say that. Well, yeah, no, yeah, that's man. what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm saying it. Let's assume, let's assume we're all going we to make it out alive. Are we going to work this right. thing like a timeshare? Or like... <laughs> yeah, how do we split the money? I mean, our daily rate is five gold yeah. coins a day. Yeah, plus dental. So, so as long yeah. as we come out with at least that much, I think we're fine. Fifteen gold for the night, and then you guys can take the rest. <laughs> I mean, your math is confusing, but okay. I mean, it doesn't. Uh, h- hey, uh, Butler, <laughs> whoever you are. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, how how many coins are in the prize bag? In the inheritance. V- well, I mean, th- did we count the coins? Uh, no, there's a there, there's a vault. Uh, there's uh, paintings. There's uh, uh, so it's not just one bag with a dollar sign on it. <laughs> no, no, we kept everything. Can I very... can I ask a related question? Yes. I don't really care about like worldly goods. So I'm wondering if there's any sort of like pure of heart mm. reason why we would be doing this. Like, do the ghosts need to be free to mm. go on to the great beyond, or like? Any sort of sure. <laughs> oh, I mean, okay, then I'm I'm totally in. What do you guys think? I mean, why did you put a facade up? I I don't know what you mean. This is the this is the mansion of Count Matthew Venkabas. <laughs> if uh, if one of you want it, wants to maybe learn something about the situation, you can go ahead and uh, roll a discern Ooh, reality. I want I want to roll. All right. I want to yeah. discern reality. So discern realities is 2d6 plus your wisdom modifier. Of course, Russ gave me negative one. <laughs> I mean, I did this sheet myself. Yeah. And yeah. I have a zero. Tom, let's just a quick yeah. check in on wisdom for our characters. Uh, wisdom. Got just a curious. solid zero. Oh, nice. Okay, <laughs> thanks, Russ. Yeah. Well, Look, I made them match your D&D characters, okay? Uh, I rolled a <laughs> six minus one. <laughs> Six minus six minus one total. Yeah, uh, that's a five, and that's a failure. So go ahead and take a point of experience. That will uh, evaporate into thin air at the end of our crossover. I was gonna say Excellent. I don't even know where to put it on my sheet. Just put a check mark there. And uh, as you are trying to like, you're like kind of looking at everything. Like something seems even more off about this place. Um, you're just like, nah, they've really, they've really got it together. I don't know why, but this seems legit to me. Guys, I'm on board. I don't know what it is about this place. Is it the facade gives me those, you know, nostalgic feelings of the way that fairs were when parents would probably take children there or something like that. We should definitely go inside. 
I, I agree. Let's go. Can we just walk? Like, I start going up the... There's steps, hey? Yeah, there's like... There's front steps. It's about, you know, like 30, 40 steps. It's nothing huge. Uh, oh, I mean... <laughs> seems like a lot of steps. Oh, my God, Billy. <laughs> and uh, something you notice as you're going up these steps is they're certainly moving a lot. Like, they're definitely mean? like... Burr, burr. Rickety as hell. <laughs> yeah, they feel like they're kind of bouncing a little bit as you're going up, and the closer you get, you start hearing like. <gasps> what? I don't know what you're doing because zooms. Yeah, zoom did not want you to make that noise. <laughs> okay, then you're kind of hearing this like wind. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Like, They're so it's so breezy up here. From inside the house? It's de- it definitely feels like it's coming from like the basically the entryway. Like Billy Tuck and Ving, you're more familiar with this kind of technology. As you get closer to the front door, you see kind of like in a potted plant next to the doorway, you see another music bottle like jammed in the dirt with the cork off and that's definitely where this like wind sound is coming from uh and can i uh, take it i want it <laughs> okay sure <laughs> i'm taking the wind we'll stay the night but i'm taking the wind uh you could just jam a cork in there and then uh yeah. it uh the wind sound stops completely right tuck steals the potted plant too <laughs> great so now you're just I mean, carrying it's all gonna be ours yep. at the end of the night right nah, so- it's a positivity i love <laughs> Uh, and as you get to the uh, get up to the doorway, it, you hear like creak, and the doors swing inward, revealing the yawning portal of the entryway to the mansion of Count Murphy Vengobus. Is it an actual portal? No, it's a doorway. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can I discern realities? <laughs> yep, absolutely. One of you is going to get discern realities eventually. Okay. Five failed. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Okay. It's dark in here. Uh, yeah, it is. The three of you... Uh, okay, that, so the three plus three, the six... <laughs> used to saying the three, the six of you walk through the doorway, and as you get inside, uh, you're you're struck by the, the deep gloom inside the, uh, the entryway. And once the last of you steps through, the doors slam shut behind you. Boom. And complete pitch black darkness and after a few seconds a light starts to rise in the room and you see you know one of those like double stairways that goes up to like a second floor door you see one of those you see uh, a table covered in candelabras covered in candelabras (laughs) how many candelabras many menorahs a table absolutely sagging under the weight of the of the candelabras that sit atop it you see bookcases you see a grandfather clock paintings on the wall two uh rooms to either side of you and all of this is lit by what very much seems to be a series of black lights (laughs) black lights wow yeah Every like there's a, there's white cobwebs on everything and they're glowing bright under the light and uh, there's like sticky spiders all over the place <laughs> like plastic green glowing spiders. Oh. I'm starting to have the feeling that maybe this place isn't haunted at all. <laughs> yeah, B- Billy's gonna go. I'm going over to the uh, the cobwebs and I start wrapping myself up in them. I'm like, dibs. I want this for my blanket. 
Uh, Billy, you don't even realize they're cobwebs because you just grab them because they look so soft and it feels like the softest cotton. Maybe a little artificial, but just such soft, like spun cotton. Mm, that's nice. And you get a little plastic spider. There's a little plastic spider wrapped up in it too. Nice. So yeah, what do you what do you all do? Hello! 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 In response, you hear. Show yourself. Leave this, leave this place now before it's too late. Sorry, I didn't, didn't mean to interrupt you there, ghost. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I left I left a long enough gap between my initial ooh and when I started speaking. Well, yeah, I just wasn't sure if you were going to continue. But now, again, you must leave this place, place, place. Do you have, like, unfinished business we could help with? Or I'd really like to set your soul free. In in life, I was a great, um... <laughs> fuck. <laughs> you, 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 this, is, this is what it actually sounds like here. In, <laughs> in life, I was an influential... Oh, fuck. Um, carpenter. <laughs> I was a carpenter. <laughs> and... I and I was cr- uh, as 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 I constructed a home for my beloved and I to live in. I was crushed by a support beam, and that is my tragic backstory. Ooh. That's really like a multiple person job. I agree. <laughs> it was not up to code. <laughs> I mean, I'm willing to help whoever, but like between us, that doesn't really. Just like a safety standard issue, more than like a tragic backstory. But well, I mean, I, I mean, even if you really think about it, it's not something you can help me with. Instead, perhaps help me with this task. Ooh. Inside this room contains <laughs> our three keys. The hands. The, the hands. hands. Jazz hands. I know. It's. I only see the one hand. So it's just... <laughs> You start to, at the top of the staircase behind the banister, you start to see a couple hands pop up (laughs) doing like these twiddly fingers. Mm. That's some spirit fingers you got going on there. Inside this chamber, these chambers, three are contained keys, also three required to unlock the door behind me. So so there are three keys in each room or one key in each of the three rooms? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> That's not the same number. Moose, does that math add up to you? I, I don't even know what's going on. All I know is this guy liked to party. Find the keys if you wish to continue, or your fate shall be sealed like mine. And then it uh, uh, stands up behind the banister at the top of the staircase, glowing bright white. The brightest blinding white is a white sheet with holes cut in the eyes <laughs> and two hands underneath. Doing this movement, this twiddly kind of 60s dance movement. I want to go... Find the key... <laughs> no, please I'm go. So, I'm so sorry. You first. <laughs> no, please. I've, I've done my thing. It's now your turn. <laughs> I want to go up the 
the stairs and just see how many keyholes are up there because I don't know if we're looking for six keys or three keys. <laughs> no, don't. Don't come up the stairs. Not yet. Can I dash up there and I grab off his blanket? <laughs> you, you certainly can. Okay. Uh, try. So 2d6 plus dexterity. That'll be a defy danger. Uh, I'm going to try and throw my, my spear and, uh, and take the blanket off of him and put it, just put the spear in the wall behind him. Not in the, to the man, but you know. That's okay. No, 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 no. But you're, you're, what you're saying yeah. <laughs> is a thing that would be extremely difficult to do. The other thing that you would do, yeah. likely, is throw a spear into a man. Uh, whatever. He's a ghost. <laughs> yeah. He's a ghost, Sean. That's ghost can't point. feel spears. Yeah. And I said, oh, a ghost, eh? All right. Two I don't six. think you know much about ghosts. Ghosts can't feel spears, Sean. Mm -hmm. Ghosts That's are impervious to spear. But they can lift sheets. We all know that. <laughs> That's the thing everybody knows about ghosts is they're impervious to spears. Uh, I'm going to spear it. <laughs> okay, 2d6 plus spear. <laughs> plus your dexterity. Nice. My dexterity is two, I think. Yeah. Uh, I got a nine in total. Okay. Use a little aid here. Uh, so, I don't, yeah. so I don't spear a man who's yeah. clearly not a ghost. <laughs> Actually, let's see. So... So aid in Dungeon World is uh, you roll 2d6 plus your bond, which is another stat that Dungeon World has reflecting like how close people are. I'm going to give you like, I'm just going to say everybody's got a plus one in this because you've been palling around. You're in a situation now. We've been drinking together. Yeah, exactly. So if one of you wants to aid Ving in his spear throwing, tell me how you do it and then we will roll. Uh, I, <laughs> I will go behind him. <laughs> I don't know how tall you are, but this is going to be awkward. Um, <laughs> I go behind him and like, like put my hand on his hand and like guide the spear. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Time yeah. goes by so slowly. And we throw it together. <laughs> All right. Nice. So 2d6 plus bond, which will be plus one. So that's a 2d6, Amy. Oh, that's a nine plus one is ten. Yes! Okay. Finally! That makes it a plus 10. <laughs> Thank uh, you, Sully. And that is a perfect aid. You've, you're, fitting right, you're fitting right into the, to the spell lore <laughs> milieu. So th through the absolutely borderline sensual guidance of Sully, Ving, your spear flies true. And as the hands are raising up, creating sort of like a, uh, you know, a bridge between the hand and the top of the head and the spear, your spear catches right in that shoulder area ripping the sheet fully off and you see a human body <laughs> duck down beneath the banister and go, what are you doing? <laughs> and then they go, oh, huh? and you hear somebody stumble through uh, the back door. The doors at the top of the staircase swing open for a second and then slam shut. Seems like we don't need any keys. <laughs> so <laughs> you hear a, you hear a, and like a crackle and then a voice seems to emanate from the room itself and goes just find the keys it's totally normal to do that I thought we were just supposed to sleep in this right? house yeah. yeah there's slightly more to the situation there always is uh, um, yeah I wanted to go upstairs but as I do I want to play the game slightly and mm -hmm. I, I want to initiate trap X Oh, perfect. Yeah, so Good Trap idea. Expert is um, 2d6 plus dexterity. Okay. That's a seven. Okay, so you get one point of hold, which you can spend on Trap Expert to ask one of those questions. Okay. 
what else is hidden here? Ah, brilliant. You start like walking towards the staircase and you're looking around like this place is fucking weird. And uh, as you start walking towards the staircase, you see the grandfather clock has two regular clock hands, but one of the hands looks very strange. Oh, I go up to it. Is it a key? It's a key. Hey, guys, I found a key. (gasps) Wow. Oh, wow. Only two or five to go. (laughs) One or the other. (laughs) Um, I guess if we're going to also play the game, I need to um, do quest, which means I dedicate myself to this mission. Oh, Oh, is Bahamut's going to be jealous? Uh, No, no, because I do this by communing with Bahamut. I pull up that tool piece of letter and I'm like... Bahamut, come on, man. Just like help me out a little bit. We're staying in this place, or maybe we're finding keys. I don't really know like exactly what the situation is. Something about a bad support beam. Either way, if you could just like do me a solid and get us through this, that would be dope. I forgot about quest. <laughs> this could be a real problem for me. Oh, that's okay. I don't know how it works. So. so quest, here's this is fun. We've never had a paladin in the game, and our game is very low magic. So this is an interesting move. The paladin has the move quest. When you dedicate, actually, you know what, Carla? Why don't you read it out? Sure. When you dedicate yourself to a mission through prayer and ritual cleansing, state what you set out to do. So I have some options with some blanks: slay blank, defend blank from blank, discover the truth of blank. <laughs> Which is maybe more what we're doing here. Yeah. Then choose up to two boons. An unwavering sense of direction to blank. Invulnerability to, uh, to pick one. Uh, a mark of divine authority. Senses that pierce lies. I don't even know what Jeez. that means. It's very poetic, though. Um, a voice that transcends language. Freedom from hunger, thirst, and sleep. So Carla's about to just end the game. I was gonna say, now. anytime you need to pull the ripcord, just say, and now it's Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it's about to it's about to end, but because I there's one I'm looking at that's just like, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> so what do you, what would you choose for your two boons? Um, I don't care about freedom from hunger, thirst, and sleep. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, fine. there's so much free cider. Right? Exactly. I still have a lot of Bloomin' Onion with me, too. (laughs) (laughs) Things looking tucked beard. (laughs) In a platonic way. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Open mouth, though. Uh, I probably want senses that pierce lies. And probably an unwavering sense of direction to... Keys? Yep, Can that'll that do it. That'll do it. <laughs> wow. No wonder you never showed us this move before. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have read the sheet, maybe. That was your first mistake. <laughs> maybe I've ruined everything. An unwavering sense of direction to keys. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so, yeah, you pray to Bahamut. You say, hey, Bahamut, I'm in a haunted house. Can you help me out? And you hear the voice of Bahamut in your ear that's like, been there no problem (laughs) and your eyes take on the sights in a new light and you see just how fucking shabby this place is (laughs) for the first time the craft in this place is of middling to poor quality it's all covered with like an overabundance of halloweenish decorations and uh, the black light makes things scarier than they would look normally because it's all like plywood and paint. You look over at Tuck and he's eating a bowl of peeled grapes. <laughs> that say oh, eyeballs, eyeballs on the, the witch's eyeballs. Yeah. Oh, these are just grapes. <laughs> Fuck! I wanted these to be eyeballs. That would have been so metal. 
Yeah, Billy's like arm deep in a bowl that says brains, but it's just spaghetti. <laughs> yeah. I'm really going to town even though I'm really full. So I'm panting. I'm also panting a lot. <laughs> Gotta make room for all this. Be a hero, Billy. <laughs> Be a hero. <laughs> I'm just like talking to myself, talking myself up. <laughs> Try and make myself feel better about this haunted night we're going to have. <laughs> That's what heroes do. Yeah. And your eyes are drawn. Bahamut whispering in your ear. Hey, go to the dining room he's just playing hot and cold with you and he's like warmer warmer yeah. colder nah. colder, colder. Exactly. no that's exactly what's happening bahamut doesn't get a lot of prayers that involve haunted houses so he's into this yeah. one pretty good time yeah go to the dining room yeah i'm just gonna i'm just gonna head into the dining room i got a bit of a feeling bahamut's kind of giving me some key vibes from okay. in there. All right. So where do you think it is? There's Um, I'm going to pull out the chair at the head of the table. Oh, you're close. Okay. I kind of duck under the table. No, cold, cold. Oh, oh. Cold. Um, <laughs> I pull out each chair and look cold. at the seat. As you get closer to the middle of the table where the table settings are, there's like a serving dish in the middle with like the silver like kind of lid and behind it's like oh. hot hot burning hot so fucking it's right it's you're so close you're so close okay. and i lift it up Ta-da! there it is and there's a key yes. underneath i like the bahamut's coming to you as like a surfer dude <laughs> it's kind of right this is bahamut no spoilers but this is what every dragon we've ever met has sounded like so this is fair this enough is as close as i've gotten i love uh, it and uh, yeah, so Car- uh, Glim has found another key under the serving dish. That's two keys. And uh, Bahamut is also like, look, let's just fucking speed run this. There's go to the library. <laughs> okay, <laughs> library, let's go. I feel, feel like and, we're all uh, following behind her. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, the, we're bo- I'm just like, oh, God, ro- I'm being is rolling his heart so high. He's shape shifting his eyes to roll so hard into his head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, See, I told you guys Bahamut was so cool. Just go to the library and here you go. Look, where do you think it is? Oh, never mind. And uh, Bahamut, seeing through your eyes, sees a ghost, a sheet ghost, sitting on a chair with a cup of cider in its hand (laughs) with like the sheet lifted up and you can see a mouth underneath. (laughs) And then it looks over and goes, oh, fuck. (laughs) Uh, This asshole again. It's uh, uh, another. Is it Dremel? Do we recognize him? <laughs> no, you actually don't recognize the face underneath. Is this Tilium Yup? <laughs> There's no way to know for sure. That's a yes. <laughs> and B- Bahamut's like, uh, that dude just has the key. <laughs> oh, um, excuse me. Excuse. Do you have a key that I could just have? I mean, maybe. No. Maybe you forgot to hide it or something. Like, the I key- won't tell your boss or anything. It's totally fine. Like, just. No, the keys are are hidden amongst the. Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Could you turn around for a second? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. All six of us turn around. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. we'll leave this guy's okay. dignity a little bit. I guess. <laughs> Can Tuck do the look behind again? Yeah, totally. yes, he does another one of these. <laughs> oh, God, we gotta watch him go through this whole thing. <laughs> oh, false start! False start, everyone. No, he's he wants to look extra hard. Oh my God! 
<laughs> and uh, Tuck, as you're turning around, stretching your eyelids open so you can see extra hard, uh, you hear a you hear a quick shuffling, and as you turn back, you see the ghost. Fl- <laughs> Twiddling this its hands hurts next to you. so much. Of course, it hurts, Abdul. You're stretching your eyes out. Look. Oh my god! Dude, you look like a vizier. You look like a vizier. Abdul, we're trying to make a good impression. You look like Jafar. You look like Jafar. He's locked into it now. He can't no. let go. <laughs> Give me your secrets, good man. <laughs> Give me your secrets! Someone patted him on the back when he was doing this. Now he's stuck like this. <laughs> His eyes are going to fall out if you hit him too hard. I need you no! I hope he doesn't sneeze. Oh, my eyes hurt. <laughs> I know, it's hurting <laughs> my eyes. I can't. Abdul. I can't look at it. You got to stop, dude. You gotta... I hate this. <laughs> now say, seek the, oh the diamond in the rough. Just say it. The diamond in the rough. <laughs> Why, it's the vizier. Why, that would be me. Okay, Jossie's going to get us. I'll show you just how snake-like I can be. (laughs) (laughs) There is a... uh, Someone fucking screenshot. I already did. It's already (laughs) said. Oh, my God. Imagine that made me go blind. So as when you turn around, Tuck, you after you hear a quick shuffling, you turn around and you see the ghost standing next to the bookcase, twiddling its hands, and one of the books is like halfway out of the shelf. <laughs> it's like wherever could the third key be? Uh, Tuck walks up and smashes up the shelf with his axe and grabs the book. <laughs> the ghost jumps to the side to avoid the cascade of books that you knock off the shelf. Ooh, you found the third key. I found it. It's in this copy of Love and Lust. <laughs> Congratulations. Now continue on into the mansion you may. We do. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and we're all goodbye. <laughs> and this go- this ghost ducks out the door behind him and slams it shut. And when you go out into the foyer, there's another ghost standing at the top of the staircase. Well done. Now through this door, you can walk deeper into the mansion of Count Murphy Vengerbos. Is his sheet ripped? It's a little ripped, and uh, <laughs> but it's standing. They're standing right in front of you as you get to the top of the stairs. Congratulations! What now will you do? Well, you gotta. You're like right. There. If we could just scooch, we're just gonna. Yes, no, of we awkwardly gonna... like walk too close to you around you. <laughs> And it's like, do I go like on the front or it, do I go is the it back? Butt to back? Like, is it front to, to front? And I don't know. You, uh, as you're walking through, uh, Tuck, you step on the sheet, like full on, just right on top of the sheet. Yeah. And, and uh, there's a bit of a oh, whoa, whoa. and uh, the sheet comes fully off, and there's no one there. Oh, <gasps> what? Well, that was pretty cool. And that's where we're gonna end it for this week. <laughs> I've been your game master, Sean O'Hara, joining me as always, playing Tacoma Dome, the barbarian of dual disease. And Tuck is eating, like, the grapes, and he's like, No, fuck it! <laughs> playing Ving the half-elf, Drew and Paul Offers. Uh, he's like, Ving's really scared, and he puts the blanket that he got, like, over his head, like, holds it up, like, Oh my god, ghost! <laughs> playing Fat Billy the half-like thief, Jessica Ty. And Billy got so scared that he fell all the way down the stairs. <laughs> and he's going to have to climb back up. <laughs> oh, no. 
<laughs> playing Nerixius Acra, aka Glim the Dragonborn Paladin, Carla Maxted. Uh, and Glim's like, kisses her hands and kind of puts them to the sky, like, thanks, Baha Matt. I need, I need to have your girl. <laughs> playing Sullivan Slight, the halfling rogue, Amy. Uh, Sully walks up to the door, looks at it, and goes, I could, I could just pick these locks. It's like, not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Why the hell? <laughs> playing Moot, the half orc sorcerer, Tom Laird. Uh, Moot picked up the Forgotten About Spaghetti and is just going to town on it. <laughs> <laughs> and joining me is uh, Mr. Edmund Tour, manservant to Dremel Murphy, Russ Moore. Uh, Edmund's sitting in a, in a back room somewhere being like, I thought we planned a haunted house. Well, Dungeons and Dragons is going to be very different. <laughs> <laughs> and that is it for this half of the Dungeons and Dragons slash Spellor crossover. If you want to check out the uh, other half and see how the Haunted Mansion of Count Murphy Vengabus ends, head over to Dungeons and Dragons for the rest of the adventure. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Adventures three who tried the best they can. Though dumb and scared and lost they be, for times abreast in revelry. And though our journey may be like a conclusion, we will not leave you without a resolution. Next week to hear some more whilst you commute or do your chores. And for you, I'd gladly spout more. Hey, Spellorians, Abdul here with an end of episode reminder that if you want to get over to the Dungeons and Dragons feed to hear the rest of their episode, the link is in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Goodbye.